You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice. Welcome to The Occupational Philosophers. We're a not-so-serious business podcast, but at our heart, we want to spark a little more creativity, curiosity and imagination in the world with a little bit more philosophy thrown in as well. I'm joined each and every week by my co-host and co-collaborator and co-creator, of the show. Sir John Rice, how are you, John? And welcome. I'm right. Did you say Sir John Rice? Then? Yeah, it just felt felt right. You put uh, on okay. those. Did you change your glasses in between the last? Uh, I've got some new glasses. The old ones fell apart. Yeah, so I've got ones that make me look, not that anyone could see, but I've got sort of Michael Caine circa <laughs> the Italian job on at the moment. And I had to blow the bloody doors off. So that kind of sort of look is what I'm going for at the moment. That's <laughs> not that anyone will ever see. <laughs> well, I just saw them and Sir float off the, uh, float off the tongue. Look, Either we're, we're... that or, or Bill Nye, because I'm getting a bit old and grey now. So, yeah, I might oh, yeah. go Bill Nye instead. Yeah, could be I a bit more that. Bill, yeah. isn't it? He's pretty cool. He's a cool cat. He is cool. So, yeah, I like yeah. Bill. Now, uh, <laughs> not, that I know, not that I know him personally. Hey, but Bill. But if you did, if you, yeah. If you're listening, get in touch. We'd love to have you on the show. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Tex has just come in. He is listening. Now, John. Little yes. in between her episode, uh, you had something on your mind. Yeah, I did. I had a, a theme that I was exploring, and it chimes with uh, something we were talking about in a prior episode about problem solving, actually. And it was something called generic parts technique, GPT. And it was something designed to overcome what was a common problem when it comes to innovation and problem solving, which is functional fixedness. And that is the idea that we can fixate on the common use, say, of an object or, or its parts, and that can hinder problem solving. So an example might be, well, one of the best examples was one that was um, shown through the research, which they had two steel rings and a candle set next to them. Yep. They put these down on the table and they said to people, right, we want you to form a figure of eight for the steel rings. What do you think they did? Laid them on top of each. And so they had to be connected, like couldn't... Connected, yeah, figure of eight, yeah, connected. So you'd pick it up and it wouldn't fall apart. Exactly that, exactly. My guess is uh, you would go to use the wax as some sort of bonding. I'm guessing this is what they did, but uh, some sort of bonding mechanism to hold the rings together. Exactly right. Exactly right. Ah, so they were looking. They were looking at that. So they were seeing the max. uh, The 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 max. The wax is some sort of bonding agent. (laughs) But of course, it's not strong enough. It wasn't strong enough to hold them. And so, generic parts technique would have that recognition that the candle was seen as something that you lit and created wax. But if you took those elements of the candle apart, you realize it's wax and a wick. Yeah. And again, even then you think, oh, well, the wick is something you set light to to melt the wax. But actually, a wick, if you think beyond that, is a piece of string. So yeah. the teams that solved it just stripped the wax off and used the piece of string to tie the two rings together and create yeah. a figure of eight. And you go, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they went beyond the common use of that object or the parts of it and, and were yeah. able to then conjure a different solution. Conjure. Yeah. Conjure sounds magical, which we'll go with that. But yeah, so the whole work of Tony McCaffrey, University of Massachusetts, he was developing a systematic way that people and teams could use to overcome that functional fixedness. uh, And that was called Generic Parts Technique, GPT. Highly effective. Teams that sort of were trained in that became 
much more effective at solving problems when presented a whole series of problems, something like, you know, two, 67% more effective in terms of solving. So it was really quite uh, significant. And he went back in time and looked over historically innovative inventions, products and, and services and the like, and broadly discovered that at some point the inventor or innovating team had exactly done this. They had found something that was seemingly obscure and pulled it apart and found a new way to address the problem by not looking at it as the thing that it was. So there you go. Now, a little bit to this, a couple of things. I My understanding is anytime anyone who goes to work at the Dyson factory with you know James Dyson, one of their first things, even if you're in sales or if you're in you know marketing, whatever that may be, you have to pull apart a vacuum cleaner and put it back together. So it plays right into this so you understand it's not just a vacuum cleaner, you understand the, the sum of its parts, if yes. that would be the right way to say, and how things fit and work together and seeing the system of this vacuum cleaner uh, yeah. rather than the just the functional fixedness, so, you know, turn on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the exercises. So making this practical in the short, sharp in between the episode we have here, it just had me think as to, you know, how might that practically work within a team that you might be working with that are trying to solve problems, be those wicked or otherwise, but certainly sort of dissecting the problem and laying out all the component parts of that problem could be a way forward you could warm them up with different exercises there used to be a, a one called find different uh, uses of the brick and it used to be a yeah. warm-up exercise create thinking i'm sure you've used it so people yeah. start saying well it's a doorstop and it's a paperweight and blah blah, yeah. blah and on they would go and then they would lead them into looking at real problems and they'd find themselves yeah. able to get a little further i sometimes use the this is not a pen, it's a, and then you pass it around and people say, you know, it's a moustache or it's a, it's, a, it's a hair thing, it's a thing. Or you take it apart and, of course, what you realise, say this Bic pen that I'm showing now, <laughs> that no one can see at home, but we know what a Bic <laughs> looks like. If you could, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got the ink bit in the middle, the delivery mechanism for the ink, but it's also just got a hollow tube. So it's not, that's not the pen. That part itself is just a hollow tube, which you can blow through. So... Again, you just realise that this has many functions outside of just holding the ink delivery mechanism of the Bic pen. So, yeah, take things apart. Pull them apart, look at the components of the problem, and you could scale that up to looking at more complex problems like, you know, organisations might be struggling with employee turnover or attrition or abilities to attract talent. And you might break that out into, well, it could be about yeah. the environment and the office space. It could be about yeah. the culture. It could be about the systems and processes. It could be a number of things. But if you, first off, lay out all the component parts, you can sometimes find yourself to some more innovative solutions to that. For example, you know, what's an office? People might think an office is desk and space and real estate. But an office is a space where people congregate. So could you have people congregate in a space that you've got that serves a purpose different to what people might expect of an office, for example. And that's a big one at the minute, but he's hybrid working, trying to find different ways to make office space attractive to employees. And even in another way of thinking around that, one of the big changes as well, you think around as retail has changed, you have these multifunctional retail spaces, which are not a homewares shop, it's a homewares, cafe, cards, you know, so people are going for a coffee and then they buy something else and all this type of different stuff. So reimagining that space 
I think is a good thing. My favorite surf shop is also a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. And this actually has been going on a long time. You go into any small town and you find out that the butchers also sells um, <laughs> children's clothes or something like that. <laughs> it's also an internet cafe. <laughs> yeah. That's Sausage. It. At, at the back. <laughs> Sausages. <laughs> Google. Oh, yeah. We do it all. And a, and a nice little petticoat for the new member of the family. Yeah. That's all that sort of thing. Let's do this. Let's do this now. Uh-huh. The big, big pen. Uh, we'll do this quite fast and okay. quickly. I got it. Well, I've got one as well, actually. Uh-huh. So, big pen. Go. All right, uh, John. Yep. I'm going to do it. Uh, a pipe for hot knives. A pipe for <laughs> hot knives. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> don't you? I'm going to go. I'm going to go blow pipe to poison someone with a dart in the jungle. There you go. Okay. Next one. I'm going to use it as an implement to stab an offender. In the eyeball. Right, okay. Right, right in the corner. A bit yeah. aggressive. I'm going to balance it on my finger. Oh, shit. I was balancing <laughs> it on my finger. There you go. It was, a, it was a device to help me practice my balancing skills. There you go. Now, this is sad to say. I did this <laughs> last year and I had to re-examine my life. I stirred my coffee with it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And it's I a coffee that, stirrer. Oh. <laughs> I thought, God, what have I become? <laughs> but you've solved some fantastic problems ever since, Andy Simon. <laughs> All right, okay. John, two or three. Carl, keep going. A couple more. Keep going. It's a moustache. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Put it under okay. me nose. There moustache. you go. It's a moustache. Keep All going. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a ruler. It's a ruler. It's a keep ruler. straight. Yep. It's, uh, it's an antenna. <laughs> that tunes into my brain. There you go. Okay. Now I'm getting last fantastical but, and fantasy. Last but not least, it's a beard. It's a beard guide. There you go. Under your lip. Okay. So there you go. And oh, my brain feels alive. So <laughs> I go yeah. into the house. I, and I, <laughs> I hasten to add, just this is a warm up exercise. Don't don't spend too long on it. Actually, get to the real problems you need to solve, rather than just working out obscure uses of a pen. I go off into the house and I, he's got my blow dart. I need to write something. So, what? <laughs> there we go. Something interesting. So, GPT, generic parts technique, the work of Tony McCaffrey, really interesting stuff. Check it out and start to think how you might use it to have warm up exercises with your team and then have them dissect problems in a bit more of a what would you say, granular way, and see if they can reframe, which was a topic we've talked to before, to come to some better solutions or more innovative solutions. All right, John. So I really enjoy talking about that. So as we always say, tell your friends, subscribe, leave us a review, do all that stuff, spread a little bit of the word because we like meeting new people. We like when people ring and say hello. We also like spreading the message. And what good this is like the the message of joy a little bit more curiosity in your life is a good thing stay curious (laughs) make stuff have fun play more and please play a little bit more and take life